0: How do everyone? Welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. Trust me, Steve has just sat down now. <laughs> He's got me a bag of nerves and he knows it. Just sat down there now. So hello everyone, welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. As you know, first off, a bit of DIY there. Discord, please pop into there and show your appreciation and kind of join up. And I'll just show you, I mentioned this last week. This is kind of how, you know, I mean, it's such a great little club if you're in the kind of garden, especially now when there's kind of, there's not that much to kind of garden, you know, in the UK anyways, you know what I mean, so it's kind of nice to go in there. We have The Secrets Behind the the Shed. This is what we've just been recording there now, and it was a nice little kind of chat we've had because we've just got, if we'll have a look in the, in the show there, we've just got JB's back as well, Yes! JB Hey <laughs> JB, it's lovely to have you here, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's lovely to be there. No, it's honestly it is. I was just I was just telling JB's got a nice fetching beard there now, mate. Oh, it's oh. big. It's big.
1: Are we going are we going like full kinda do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, didn't. mountain. It's, it's like, it just always, it's the same with my hair. It gets to around this length and then I crop it all off, crop right. it back and then it just goes and goes and goes like that. Did you, did you see a GB that you, you cut your hair? I don't. I don't.
0: I have been waiting
1: for plenty <laughs> ages for this one. <laughs> look at that, man. You little hipster, eh? Ah, uh, yeah, that's a long time ago, that oh, is. Oh, God, that's man. Look at,
0: look at how long that is, JB, man.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's my parents' old allotment as well, that one. That's the potatoes in the background. Yeah, honestly, I... I've
0: waited so long to have, that photograph there has been kind of and what Steve made a great point as well you know you've got a mobile but you kind of see you've got a mobile phone so like yeah, phone, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you've just dished all the kind of new age hippie vibes <laughs> yeah. with your mobile phone Ruining
1: it.
0: so how, how did you long show have,
1: everyone did you show everyone yours Tony yeah
0: your I, I think so yes I think yeah, it's uh okay, my, babe, yeah. it's nowhere near that that's that's a true rock Rocker, you know what I mean. <laughs> I was saying, JB, I was saying as well that <laughs> my wife used to cut my hair. She put me dreads in, and used to cut it, and then oh, every wow. so often, like she would cut like the sides. Do you know what I mean? And then I would get yeah. like a little, and then she would, oh, I've cut one off. Do you know what I mean? And it was like going <laughs> more and more up there. That's where the end. <laughs> I thought I'm gonna just looking bloody ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna cut off there. So, JB, oh. it's lovely. It's lovely to have you back on, sir. There, thank you. Thank now you someone, so you know what I mean. is like kind of. Grown things that are just as much a disaster as what I am, so it's nice to have like
2: queen again. Do you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Audrey, how are you doing? Yes. We're calling you the Ice Queen there now, Audrey, because it's like, is it? And you spread. Exactly. Let's just see what we've got there. Four degrees, that's all right. It's a balmy four degrees.
2: Well, at least that's in the forties today. But remember, we're at two o'clock in the afternoon. I know,
0: I know. What's it been dropping okay.
2: down to then, Audrey, through the night? Uh, our lowest at night so far has been eighteen, <laughs> which for you, I know, is negative. I don't know forty. I don't know. It's yeah. it's very negative, man. Yeah,
0: that's just ridiculous, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's well, just it like
2: did, um, it did come pretty quickly. So happy that I haven't seen a teen night yet uh, uh-huh. for a while. Have you so just- Have you done them
0: pots yet Audrey you know the pots that go outside and you leave you know,
2: them going. I wait until January Right because we get really deep freeze January and February and March is a mixed bag mm-hmm. but normally they can they can do it well if I get them out see right now it could be 60 on a day and all the things start blooming wow. and so I want to wait till they're really going into a deep freeze Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So January, those will go out. That's just it's horrific temperatures.
3: Horrific. Yes.
0: Stephen, how are you doing, sir? Always awesome pleasure. Never a chore. Are you good? I'm good.
3: Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very happy. Well, you, you,
0: you will come back on the show and get here just a few seconds earlier. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be two seconds. You know, you, you could push I'm it here like five seconds. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would be nice. Five seconds. Plenty of time. I'm here.
3: <laughs> you I'm are. Not here.
0: You are, yes. So, welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the potty mouth. I was just saying to folks there, Dr. Steve and JB and Audrey, that I've just listened myself getting back in about an hour ago, and it's kind of not stressful setting this up, but I like kind of calmness, and we've been over to Windermere and the kind of roadworks and traffic jams coming back, and I was thinking, this isn't <laughs> going to work. So, anyway, if you want a question... That'd be fantastic because I haven't got many topics that would be good. If you want a question, put the letter a capital Q. I'm going to search there now, and then I'll be able to kind of see your question, and that would be fantastic. We'll read it out. We'll get Steve, JB, or Audrey to kind of read out your question as well. So I think that's it. We um, we've got actually the nearly, nearly, the Potty Mouth Club. That'd be fantastic, and the the what you call it, the podcast. JB has left us a review.
1: As well, if you <laughs> mind leaving a review on it, was on it was on Spotify GB, That was It was, yeah. Very yes. nice. Uh, it's easy to find stuff on Spotify.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you very much, and we
1: will play the intro and get back. <laughs>
0: So yes, hello and welcome. I'll just kind of zoom the right and do zoom myself in there now. So first question and it's Rob's allotment channel, and that actually brings up it ties in with mine. When is the sun going to shine again? Now, to be <laughs> honest, tomorrow so, <laughs> we um, the BBC's been reporting that November's been like the kind of one of the hottest Novembers. I know it's a bit chilly today, but as it happens. And I've been kind of, you know, like going around weeding my garden and things like that. I've got, look at that, that's Cosmo, like, seedlings coming again there now. You know, they're just kind of, I'm going to leave them, to be quite honest. They're just kind of natural, kind of volunteer ones. But, Steve, are you finding, like,
3: November is, like, a mild month, or is it just... Oh, gosh, yeah. Definitely a mild month, yeah. Uh I mean, I've still got... I'm going to take them down this week, but I've still got tomatoes in my polytunnel. You haven't, that's have it. you? <laughs> I have a, they're still growing, and the plants, the thing is, the plants haven't died. Normally in October here, we'll get a frost start of the month, and it just kills off everything. I've still got a chili growing with chilies ripening on it, and tomatoes growing. But they'll all be coming out this next week, I think. Compost them. Right. Wow, man. I didn't, like, that's
0: unreal, tomatoes. Right. Isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I didn't, think, was, I didn't think you were going to say that. I was thinking, well, you know, like, oh, well, it's a bit, you know, it's hitty-missy <laughs> there, but I to have tomatoes. Because he normally, like, see, even like one degree, you know, like below one, minus one, yeah. it just kind of thumps
3: them. But obviously... It normally stops them. If you get anywhere below 10 degrees, it normally stops tomatoes growing. Uh-huh. Um But no, they've just carried on. See, that's I mean, the, I haven't, I haven't I haven't had a harvest them for about... 10 days, I must admit, and the rest of them that's on there are going to have to go on the kitchen window windowsill, but even so, just to have them at this time of the year is a novelty for me here.
0: So, so you know, when you were talking, are you having ripe tomatoes? Were you, like, I know you're saying 10 days ago, is that what it was? Like, 10 days ago, was yeah. like,
3: wow. About 10 days, yeah. Right.
0: Still ripening. <laughs> Not straight away, dangerous. straight away.
2: Wow,
0: <laughs> man, that's fantastic. Audrey, I don't think that's this, it's not the same case for you over there in Detroit. I'm, I'm taking it, that's not
2: because uh, you've just no, it's oh. not even closed. No. I was able to get the frozen carrots out of their uh frozen bag and the potatoes, but we covered them in black plastic for a few days and then the temperature warmed up a bit so we got it all out
0: all right all right i thought you were going to kind of see it then the temperature went back down again and kind of
2: no no, we got it out and they look great so and everything looks
0: they're not kind of rotten or went soggy or mushy or anything like that No,
2: right some of the potatoes did uh but you know Mm -hmm. the carrots look wonderful did, Audrey, have you ever had one of these kind of,
0: oh, or is it so predictable your weather? You know, like it comes October, it's kind of brutal. Have you ever had like a kind of mild October, November in your history?
2: Well, don't they call that a, what is it, like a harvest summer or something? We have never had so long into November without a frost. Never. Right, right. At least in my, I'm sure we have maybe on record, but not in my lifetime. So, I mean, we got up to, like, the 10th of November before we had a killer freeze. So, I that was remarkable to me. So, I'll push the season next year.
0: Definitely.
2: I think, though, that is why I got stuck with carrots freezing in the <laughs> bags. Because I just kept going, it's never going to freeze.
3: Uh-huh.
2: It's wonderful. So, you know, you want to just give them every day you can. So... <clears throat>
0: Yeah. GB, how, how are you finding the, the kind of temperatures? Are you is, what's it like down gus? What what have we got there? Have we are oh, seven yeah, degrees balmy. seven degrees balmy, isn't it? So yeah,
1: it's always it's always relatively mild. You know, it, it, we have quite late frosts because we're right on the south coast, um, and. Yeah, obviously like steve i've still got stuff going in the greenhouse most of it's gone in in the compost bin now but i do still have some tomatoes hopefully ripening um but i wouldn't say that that's uncommon for for us this time of year um i think tomorrow is the first time it's forecast to go like properly below zero and a bit you know it's like minus four or something like that we've had a couple of just really light frosts but nothing that's really hammered anything um and yeah, it's just been—it's been a really mild November. Hasn't do you ever sort of get? The first... so, sorry, Jim. Go, go on, carry on. No, go on. Well, I, I was going. I was to you, gonna... Do you ever
0: do... <laughs> My show. It's my show. Yeah, you <laughs> remember. Yeah, remember that. We'll get punch above your waist, young lad. <laughs> do you ever get, Jim, where it's so mild, and your tomatoes are like kind of ticking on, ticking on, but you ever like, like, I just want to get them out. But I feel guilty yeah. getting them out because they're still kind of growing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I. So I've culled all my peppers back now, um, and there was definitely a part of me that's a little bit like, oh, they, they could survive, um, and I'm always tempted to overwinter stuff as well. But um, I just find that that can be a bit more trouble than it's worth, sort of thing, um, for chilies anyway. Um, and yeah, there. Was, I love. Just getting in there this time of year and ripping stuff out and getting it in the compost, mm. and you get that nice fresh start feeling. Um, I really like that's one of the silver linings for me about winter. Winter starting that proper greenhouse clear out and getting everything cleaned and tidied up is um, I always really look forward to it. Oh,
0: have you done any overwintering, GB?
1: Of your chillies, are you not
0: even doing any this year? Or
1: I've done a couple historically. Um, I. <laughs> The last two times I've tried, it, it's failed. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons I, I don't love doing it is it's, it's just kind of unreliable. Um, you never know what to expect. So I gear my growing year up for growing every, everything from seed. And maybe I try and overwinter one or two as a bonus. Um, people have really mixed results. Some people love doing it. Um, I find the harvests, like they're just much less predictable. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, on a, on a second or third year chili pepper, that is, I mean, um, they can kind of, sometimes you'll start to get, um chili pods in kind of april or may which is w- w- like way way earlier than you would normally um predict and just if you're doing it from seed you, you always get like a nice graph you know you can kind of plot yeah now it's growing its leaves and then it's going to do its roots and now we're going to get pods around this time of year um, it's nice and predictable <laughs> but
0: is chili okay. pods not is chili pods in april not a good thing though meaning it'll just keep on cropping and cropping and cropping if you can look after them
1: Uh, potentially i think generally what it means is um if you were to kind of like calculate the total weight of chili peppers that you were going to harvest across the course of the year although you might have a more i mean if you're using them fresh all the time it's probably quite nice to have them coming Mm -hmm. like more often but generally i think you would get a a much reduced crop so you'd have sort of 40 percent less peppers overall um over the course of the year in my experience anyway um, oh,
0: that's the that's the last thing. That's the last thing we want there. I was just going to JV as well. I've just got a little picture there. Look at this. These are I know that I don't know what this. I think I've mucks spots, oh. but they're the ones that I've been doing, and the the have just kind of went into the red now. You know what I mean? There's about four plants there, so three or four, maybe four or five. Let's wait on. Let's see. Six or seven chili actual chilies have went red. Yeah. So I'm just gonna when I go up maybe tomorrow, and I'm just gonna like bring them all down now, and that's good nice. enough for me. Very I nice. I got four, you know, I got them few over the the line red. I would if you hadn't said mind, you, I would have chucked them or, or brought them, cut them a month, month and a half yeah. ago.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, you think of them as like a tropical heat-loving plant, and sort of October feels like it all starts to close in, and it feels like when most people start getting rid of their peppers but it's it's just getting towards the end of their season um mm-hmm. you know it, although- it begs
3: the question though about sweet peppers can you not extend the season with sweet peppers as well because i rip mine out so early that i'm probably missing two or three months of harvest if it's the same principle with sweet peppers yeah
1: yeah i think so yeah definitely i think sweet peppers are definitely a bit more kind of fragile They need a bit more TLC than chili peppers. You'll see whenever I do chili pepper updates. Uh, There was one uh, in the video that I just released, uh, my Padron pepper. Um, It is a chili pepper, but it's very mild and it behaves a bit more like a bell pepper and all oh, my other chilies look kind of okay, you know, end of season, yeah. so looking a little bit sad. But this patron pepper just looks absolutely <laughs> suicidal, you know. It looks like it's just had enough. But that is a milder pepper, and sure enough, it was full of red chilies. So the hotter the
3: pepper <laughs> they get, the more of a snarling bulldog it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We have. Let me just pull
0: this up there. We've got Francis. It's just saying, oh, it's lost, Francis. There we go. Um, Audrey, this is probably a good one for you. Can I use decorative cast iron gate panels for me climbing winter squashes or will they get too hot in summer? Now, that's way beyond me there, Francis. But um, Audrey, <laughs> <laughs> with that facial expression, Audrey, I'm going
2: to say maybe you're, you're not too sure. <laughs> well, I've never used an iron gate, but I do have metal... Um trellises that they're on uh-huh. and they don't I have not experienced any too hotness um mm-hmm. so but I and I grow most of my squash up those so uh I would I would sure try it mm-hmm.
0: yeah well it's if you've got like it's it's you're going back to kind of Steve's kind of thing with sunseeds. seeds just just try it just try it yeah right. I
2: would to try it because again, mm-hmm. mine are grown up metal and they're not, and they're dead hot hot sun. Mm-hmm. So
3: oh, yeah, yeah. And if you tie them into the trellis, right, they should actually stand off away from the trellis anyway, so there shouldn't be too much of an issue.
0: Mm-hmm. And there'll be only that's right there. There'll be only like certain parts of it maybe kind of yeah, few little of, bits. Yeah, yeah. And certainly, yeah. when
3: I tie plants in, they all I always tie it in a knot that will keep the plants away from the support so they, they, they don't mm. rub so much, you know, keep them, they stand off away.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good, good point. Do you any th-
1: thoughts to add with that or? No, I think that all sounds sensible. I've I've never really, I'm not very good at growing stuff up vertically. Um But yeah, I think <laughs> when you've got like cast iron stuff, I think it probably I don't think it gets, like, hot to the touch, does it? It probably absorbs a lot well, of I it. Well, I suppose,
0: mind you, maybe, you know, I don't know where Francis is, but, you know, like, we have just had, like, the hottest heat wave, like, probably UK mm. has had. So, you know, you're frying eggs on pavements it's at one point. So, <laughs> yeah. Know. So, let's jump in. Then Pam Clark is asking, with all the price hikes and all, what extras or different things will be grown next year? Well, Pam, just for me, I'm just... I'm trying to just kind of blink at a vision, not think about the price of the price of seeds, the price of this, that, the other. I'll be just kind of doing what I do. Do you know what I mean? It's my hobby and I'm kind of just going kind to of have to take it on the chin. Like yeah. some of the prices, do you know what I mean? And talking about like some of the prices, I'm just going back to Windermere. We've <laughs> <me little>, had <laughs> a weekend away, The prices of like meals now, you know what I mean? You're kind of 18.95. In a restaurant in Windermere for fish and chips. Do you know
3: wow. what I mean? It's just like, wow. Well, Windermere is a bit of a tourist trap. Oh, Wind- yeah, Windermere yeah. and Ambleside. Yeah, don't get, get us- yourself up to go uh-huh. up to Keswick or somewhere like that. It's uh, uh-huh. much cheaper.
0: Oh, I know. I know, totally, totally that. But um, I just like was like, wow. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it was like, for two Cokes and a bottle of wine, I think it was like 40 do you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, you know what I mean. So, Pam's asking again with all the price hikes, <laughs> extras, the different things. What were the different things you be growing next year? Are you growing
2: anything different there, Audrey? I'm trying a few different varieties of things. Uh, I bought a lot of fruit uh, plants last year, so maybe I missed the the price hike on those. Uh, I'm kind of like you, Tony. This is what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't have a whole lot of um, addictions. This is one of them. And uh, so I just kind of suck it up.
0: Oh, I know. It's, and, I, and it's like brutal sometimes, you know what I mean? But I haven't seen that much of a kind of seed prices. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going off, you know, like. Uh, I have not eight.
2: either. I have not either.
0: Uh uh-huh. Premier seeds direct, and I'd, I'm not sure what you you know. You bake a creek over there, Audrey. But
2: no, but we have a, a local one here called M. I. Gardner, and he used to sell all his seeds for 99 cents. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe two years ago they went up to two bucks a packet, and I thought, okay, that's still a really cheap seed for us. So. Uh, I'll tell you yeah. what, Audrey, I'll tell
0: you what is a seed, mind you, and like we've had the, like the joke on about it. You know, the um, Chinese cabbage, they seem to be like a, an expensive, and you get about five or ten, whatever, you know what I mean? And everyone fails for us, so I've never really got one over the finishing line, so...
2: No, I have not. But the, is that more than it used to be, or no, is that
0: no, no expensive? just expensive in general terms? Do you know what well, me I
2: mean? seeds—I think some seeds are the rarer they are, the mm-hmm. the more mm-hmm. they're going to cost. Yeah, I find actually Baker Creek is maybe one of the more expensive seed companies, but I love their seeds. I've never had problems with their seeds. So. Well,
0: Audrey, then let's just take it a little bit further, and we'll stick with Baker Creek. What limit? For a packet of stro- uh, strawberry, packet of tomatoes, you know the orange accordion ones, you're gonna get. Right. What's the limit? You know, what would price would you think? Do you know what I mean? Ten dollars is a lot for a pack of seeds. Would you get?
2: Oh you- yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they sell those for three ninety nine or four ninety nine. But what would you what, would you what would you pay? I'd go up to six bucks for that so, one.
0: You would go up to six bucks. Yeah. And that's probably and if I
2: if I got used to that, I might go up to six fifty. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's it's a tomato I can't buy, and I still get a lot of tomatoes for six fifty.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When you yeah. think about it,
0: would you ever, uh, Audrey? Would you ever come to the time where, like, just see, just see it, when the ten dollars, where right, I'm now collecting. You know, because I've saved my seeds this
2: year. Some of them. Would yeah, you ever Think about yeah, that. I would. I would. Mm-hmm. And I I've said I have done that before. I just. I guess I just kind of got lazy and it's easier just to look through the pretty catalogs and order them. So I think when I was younger and um, we were more counting every penny, uh, I'm sure I, I started a lot of my own seeds.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. But I used to pick them up off the, the shelf of like a, a Dollar Tree store or, you know, I wasn't concerned with the heritage of the seed, like where it's come from that's
0: a little more interesting to me now. So, mm-hmm. you can. I know normally because I get loads of messages saying, "Tony, Tony, like this week's gardening news has got like free seeds on the cover, kind of thing." You know what I mean? That that um, I've I've grown seeds like that before. Steve, is there anything with the extra price hikes that you're kind of thinking maybe slow? I know you're going to probably slow down on the compost. You're not going to probably go as daft, and hopefully your compost is all going to be. Fantastic, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> your homemade stuff. Is there anything else that you're thinking of? About? Just put the foot on the brake, or you're just going to go and splash out?
3: You've got to keep things in proportion, really. If, let's say, tomato seeds went from one pound to one pound fifty, I'd still pay it, and I wouldn't quibble, and I wouldn't even think about it because I also know that the tomatoes in the supermarket they're also mm-hmm. going up in price. So then it becomes an equation. Um, and it kind of matches each other because we've got this cost of living increase at the moment and food prices are rocketing. I still think the seeds are cheap, if you see what I mean, because of what you get out from them in the end of the day. What about then, playing that back to you as well then, Steve, what's your
0: limit? You know, for like, say, if, if you could get, just say if you could get some Brad's Atomic, you know, like over here. What price limit would you say oh i'm not
3: paying I'm not, I'm not paying that much i don't know to be honest and i don't know that i ever would if i needed or wanted to see it i think i would buy them it's if if they were so expensive that it was cheaper to buy the actual tomatoes from the superstore then i would probably be starting to bulk at the price of them because as you pointed out yourself just a few minutes ago. This is our hobby. This is what we do. And we get to eat from it or pick the flowers and take them home and enjoy them. So we're getting a a double benefit, you know. We're not just going to watch football for 90 minutes, going home, forgetting all about it until the next time we go. We live and breathe this hobby all the time. So we get so much fun from it. So paying silly money for seeds, I I don't think I'd bulk at that. Mm -hmm. It would be
0: upsetting if there went that that expensive yeah. but you know what i mean kind of in the real world and the re- you know what i mean would still like to say you know it's not going to spoil my hobby that much jb money's tight for youngins with the mortgages and you know and all that kind of stuff are <laughs> mm. you got a slightly different outlook
1: yeah well i think it's interesting because of the, the cost of living rise i i mean have you guys seen seed prices increasing significantly for for me i i think of one pound to one pound 50 is generally what i pay for a pack of seeds <laughs> you don't need more than that. <laughs> for the for the general stuff and just having a quick look i mean you can still get most stuff for about a quid i think um yeah. you know from from the online retailers so obviously it's you know depends on how many seeds you get for that but um i think with the the cost of just i mean for us it's the the, the general weekly shop is just like slowly going up. Every time you go it's like more and more expensive oh, no. and uh-huh. so um, if anything it just it gives me more of an incentive to, to kind of put that money into seeds and try and grow as much as we possibly yeah. can at the allotment and um, I think seeds give you quite a good return on your investment unless you can't grow anything like me. <laughs> <You
0: know>? <laughs> 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 well, JB, I wanted to show you this while you're here as well. This is <laughs> One of my cabbages. <sighs> so all that kind of Mickey take that I've done about you were kind of growing cabbages. That's just, you know what I mean? That is, I'll, I'll show it again if folks didn't miss. And what I'm sure this is for the podcast. There is just green stalks. There is nothing left. Do you know what I mean? And like okay, you said, yeah. you kind of mother them from, I think I was kind of probably... I don't know. Maybe early August, sowing them. You know, like kind of. These are going to be my winter ones. I'm going to have you know planning ahead. Steve's, you know, advice: plan ahead, plan ahead. And then one <laughs> day you come back and you think, you
1: motherfucker, what's know? the bloody point? What exactly?
0: Exactly. <laughs> I, I tell you, I might that as well is. while I'm on there. You know, I think Steve, we were talking about. Was it last week where we were talking about already, like rotten onions? Didn't want me la- one of the last final ones of me- this crop because I use mine all the time. Has that look at that? Oh. You know what I mean? I was like, Oh, oh are you right. are kidding me! And it looked perfect. Do you know what I mean? It was like it's hard and everything like that. And I couldn't yeah. do it. And I thought, Oh, anybody, anybody this year, Audrey, Steve, JB, cut into an onion yeah. and it's been like that,
1: yeah. I Yeah. I Thank am. you, Jimmy. I <laughs> can always rely on Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they yeah. it's the white rot, you know, and it's <laughs> yeah. easy to miss one. Sometimes they look okay. Um, so I do make a habit of quite regularly going through the whole onion stock and just making sure that they're okay. Have you? still? There's always one or two, Jimmy. Have you still got like a, a good batch of onions left? Or yeah, we have still got quite a few. Um, we've not been using them that much. Um, but yeah, they're they're still all they're still okay. I've the potatoes. Got- the potatoes aren't so great now. <laughs> They're not storing long. Well, it's funny.
0: It, mine, I was just going off there. I haven't even touched mine yet. I've got about 12 bins, in like buckets in in the garden. I should have a look, to be honest, to see what, um, if anything's going there. Garden in the woods is asking. This is not my, not my 40 at all. Steve, it might be yours. Are there any dahlias that you don't have to dig up during the winter.
3: Steve, is that something you might know about dahlias? or Yeah, I grow dahlias. Um, I've got a load that I've still got to dig up, and I'm really, really late with it. But I'm not too bothered, because all of the dahlias I've got, apart from two or three this year, uh, they're all the really cheap ones. The ones you get like three or four for two quid or something. Um, But yeah, if you've got raised beds uh, filled with compost, and you leave your dahlias in, just mulch over them. And as long as the raised beds, so that they drain well in the, in, in the uh, winter, they should survive with a good mulch over the top. So straw or compost. And that's where I'm aiming to be next year. When these dahlias do come out, and put putting new surrounds on them, filling them up with compost. And then the dahlias that go in next year, I'm buying special ones, species ones, and they'll stay in forever.
0: I guess, I guess then, because I haven't grown dahlias, um, the frost must just kill
3: them. Is that right? They can do it. What, what plants really hate is they don't like cold, they don't like wet, and they especially don't like both together. So if you're in cold, wet soil, uh, dahlias will just rot. But you can get away with it if they're in a, a good draining soil. And then the mulched on top, and that keeps them reasonably safe and secure, and you can get them through the winter. Whether that'll work for me here in Cumbria remains to be seen, but we'll find out in about two years' time.
0: <laughs> I was, Steve, I always remember that video maybe last year, maybe a bit longer now, where you kinda you got some dealers through the post, like an online retailer through oh. the post, and there was and there were, mind you, they were shocking looking. Did it did they anything ever come of them? Steve, did you get they
3: sent they sent another batch out? I know that's right either because they were just as bad, weren't they? They were just as bad. I complained again, they sent another batch out, they were as bad again, and then they sent a fourth batch to me. And by now they'd run out of the varieties that I'd ordered. (laughs) So they were sending replacement varieties that weren't even the same blinking colour. So I complained again. I said, look, I said, I ordered all this as a colour. Thing that I, you know, I configured this bed to look really nice with the right colours, and now you've messed all that up. So they just refunded me, and, and that was that. And done with. So no has got me money back. Wasted a load of compost and time.
0: Oh, so you didn't, you didn't plant the dillias, did you not?
3: Yeah, no, well, I tried to. I think one or two came up. Right. But they, they were shocking. They were aye. really shocking.
0: Aye, what, a, aye, what a shame, to be honest. It would have, been, would have been nice if they'd all come up fantastic, a whole swathe yeah. of
3: colour. <laughs> well, it's one, it's one of my uh, things that I beefs I've got with online companies is they'll just send you whatever they're supplied or whatever they've got. Nine times out of ten, you're ordering stuff that they don't even have yet, mm-hmm. and they're waiting mm-hmm. for stocks to come in. Then they'll send it to you. If you realise it's rubbish... And nine out of ten gardeners won't particularly know that they're not fantastic or they're not going to grow. They'll see them and say they they look poor, but they'll plant them, try and grow them. They'll get a bit of green, then they'll die off, and they'll think, oh, I'm just a poo gardener. But at the end of the day, it's because you've been supplied rubbish, and there are so many online retailers doing that. It's shocking.
0: Well, I I know, know totally, and it's... um, But now... We've got the power, Stephen. Eh? We've got an
3: audience yeah. that's like
0: to, to let people know. To be honest, and nothing—that's
3: that why I always really make a video about it, and uh-huh. um, yeah. I do make that, and then I get some response about it.
0: Right. Let me just see one little more question there. We've got David Bruff is asking: After filling a compost bin (plastic type), would you top it up with cardboard to let it mature over winter? Well, I'll be mixing, just, and we'll go to Steve there because he's kind of Comboss King, but I would just be mixing it throughout anyways. And if it's the plastic ones that Mm -hmm. I'm thinking possibly, David, where it's like square, you know, they're probably about three, three and a half foot tall by, you know, them kind of square ones. I've had great success, honestly, this year when I've just kind of mixed a little bit of cardboard in and I'm going all cardboard now. So, but if it's got a lid and I get cardboard in, I'm... Guessing, Steve, that's the, the thing, just not as much cardboard as you can, but go all in on
3: cardboard. Yeah, definitely. Put layers in. You want layers of greens and browns in your compost bin. Um, and then on the top of my hot bin, the one I've got in the um, polyton at the minute, that is still at 60 degrees in the polyton at the minute. And that at the very top, it's got four or five layers of cardboard. Then a couple of layers of polystyrene on top, and that keeps all the heat in or much of it. And were it actually coming where the steam's coming out of the edges, I'll leave my gloves on top of that overnight. So when it's in the morning, <laughs> then I sit warm. Oh. I'm actually thinking I might leave my wellies on there overnight, you know, warm <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> That's power. Anybody
0: else got anything to add to that question and give about combo GB, what did you Am I right in thinking you kind of revamped a compost bin? Have you? Did you revamp a compost bin? Or
1: I wish you... it's on my to do list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. No. So, um,
1: simplify gardening. Tony, who I think is in the chat, um, he spoke about lining his um, compost base. His look really smart, and he's lined them with. Um, I think it's called Proplex it's the stuff that builders or tradesmen use to kind of cover worktops or you know wood things that you're a bit precious about so it's just a kind of thin twin wall plastic basically um i'm hoping to line mine partly for just to make them look a bit nicer last a bit longer so they're not you know got soaking wet compost material pushing up against the wood they're just um old pallets um and as well, if I can get like a lid on top, I can properly control the moisture. And as well, it will keep heat in. It will insulate it a little bit, not as much as a proper hot composter, but it should help a little bit. That's still on the to-do list. So hopefully I wonder, I top. wonder how much that stuff is, JB. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's it really cheap. Fiber sheets
3: All right, yeah, right.
1: It's, it's a couple of quid. Uh-huh. Um, I've got fiber some in the sheets, shed.
3: Eight four eight sheets, uh, a fiber from Wix. Is it easy to cut? Is it? Yeah, it's only, it's only very thin. It's probably two or three mil thick, I think. Just yes. use a Stanley knife. I could
0: use a circular saw, couldn't
3: I? <laughs> oh, God. You give me a lot of a- I'm going to cover my my polystyrene bin in the main tunnel. If The idea of starting that was I eventually want it outside, but once polystyrene gets wet, it starts to fall apart. So what I've got to do outside is cover it. So I'm going to cover it with some of that ProPlex and then set up properly with it outside. I wonder what the,
0: they actually do. You know, Steve, the, um, your fancy Lamborghini composter. I wonder what <laughs> goes into it to, because it's it's outdoors and, and it's getting all weather thrown at it. Yeah. Where you're saying yours, the wet's starting to kind of, not degrade it, but it will start to degrade if it gets wet. I wonder what the actual secrets, you know what I mean, to kind of hold it all together and keep it all kind of,
3: Somebody might know, you know. I know, again. I know. Well, I know. <laughs> well, it's the stuff that um, you know—the stuff they make bumpers with on cars. All oh, right, that's that's what the polystyrene or the construction of it—that's what it's mixed with. That's why it's so strong and right, lasts right. for years. They've got uh, bins made from that stuff going back 15 years, I think, and they don't mm. see any reason why it wouldn't go on uh, any longer. You know, carry on after that. I mean.
0: It's funny, you know, because when you kind of first mentioned it, I was like, oh, that's a little bit kind of cheeky in price, Do You know, especially like the extra large one. But like you say, my plastic ones are three or four-year-old. The lids have come off. The, the slightly mm. front doors have snapped. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're kind of maybe another year, two years, and they'll be gone anyways. Do you know what I mean? So you only get what you pay for.
3: Mm. Well, i say over a period of time it will pay back, and I can see that from the from the compost that it should make me over the next year, it's going to actually save me money from not having to buy that compost to to use. You know, I only plan to ever use it to mulch beds with, but even so, to mulch beds with compost, you know, a smallish bed, and you're using two or three bags of compost.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Do you need, Steve, while we're on with the compost, again, we're going down the compost route there, would you
0: ideally, I know you've built one, but for do you need two? I know that's great, you know, because you when you're talking there like a way lot of money. But ideally you need two, surely. One's going, one's filling, you know, like one because eventually yeah. you're
3: gonna have to stop one. Is that why yeah. you built is that why you built the second one or No, I built the second one because I'm greedy, really. I just <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make more. The the thing is with the second one, the white one, and the one I've made myself, is mostly it's all really bad waste in there it's all weeds that have gone in there so i won't put things like nettle roots or thistle roots in there but any of the other sort of annual weeds and rubbish off the plot it's all gone in there Mm -hmm. and it's cooking away like a garden so i'm really happy really happy and i'll be starting a third compost heap in the, the end of january as well Got another idea coming up, another chest.
0: <laughs> mine, it's like it's lovely. Like, when I've been putting like my new compost or the compost that I've made for this kind of this season now on yeah. my beds, and it's lovely, mind you. When you dig in, and they're like at the moment, cup, there's so much of it. Do you know what I mean? I know eventually yeah. I'm going to run out of that bed, but it's just like rich and like you know, what I mean, crumbly. And you're thinking, God, and it smells man. wonderful ah, as well. Ah, ah. Mm. It's just like nailed it, nailed it. So, yes. Right, let me just see. Oh, growing potty. Actually, growing plotty. Let me just um screen share. This is gonna be if you can pop over and sign, you know, subscribe to I think it's Claire. I think I'm I'm writing thing in there. Yes, just do be nice there, but I've got a question from Growing Plotty as well. Let me just get back to myself there. Um has anyone and I've seen the pictures. Of this. Has anyone had trouble with canker on parsnips this year? Is it because it went so wet? Now, Claire, I haven't dug mine up yet. I'm waiting for a frost. Now, I don't know if this is just kind of old wives' tales where it makes it sweeter or not, but I've got parsnips and they're a nice kind of size. I know all that. I don't know exactly what they're like underneath, but I know that they're there. But I've been still holding off, holding off. Have you heard, anyone heard of canker coming in because I've seen Claire's photograph, her hands are like stained bits with it. you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But
3: still got a crop from them, but have you had any trouble, Definitely. Steve? I haven't dug any of mine up, to be honest, yet. I've um, I've been cutting down the foliage uh, ready for winter, and also the foliage allows the frost to get at the roots as well. So if you cut the foliage away, the frost can get at them and sweeten them up Um They've had one frost since I've done that. Uh, so yeah, in in a couple of weeks I'll start harvesting them. Do you cut all the? Fo- Sorry, I've I've cut all the foliage. I've just so I can mulch them if we get a really prolonged uh, freezing spell. All right, all makes right. it e- Makes it easier to get them up if the ground's not frozen around them. Right. Also, you've cut
0: the tops off already, have you?
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Oh man. Is this is this is. One of grandad's tips is it, or no, that's what it's got, just what I do. <laughs> right, right,
1: JB, have you got parsnips in or not? Or have you, have you tried parsnips, to grow them? No, I actually I haven't yet, and it's because they they seem like quite a space inefficient crop. You know, the the foliage gets really big, doesn't it? What do you like? Yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> Are they worth growing, or or do you agree that they take up quite a lot of space?
0: JB, the flavour. doesn't matter about small. the space, the flavour. Your garden's big enough. I know it is. It's just <sighs> these tiny little beds with all this grass round the edges. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of your paths and get it. But, yes, I know that what you're saying, but I've got mine in probably the littlest beds, and I've got about mm. maybe 18 plants, maybe more, to be honest, and oh, they wow. seem to be fine, and they, they seem to be kind of, you know, I can't see anything because I look a right idiot if I kind of dig them up in the road like little like that. So I'm just hedging <laughs> bets. That, um, like your carrots, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: ooh, ooh.
1: No.
0: <laughs> so, is it something, Jamie, that you would think it'd grow and I bought
1: seeds. I bought seeds last year, and I right. literally I was planning out the beds, and I went, you know what? I'm going to grow other stuff instead. I can't remember what now. But um I'll do it this year. All right, I'll do it this there year. I did carrots for you this year. Next year I'll do plants next.
0: <laughs> What was your JB what was your carrots like this year? Because I, I can't remember. Terrible. Well, terrible. <laughs> terrible, awful. Awful
1: Tony. <laughs> <laughs> they were <laughs> Not. I got, I did get did get a crop in the end. I think I sent you a picture on WhatsApp. Um but they went in in March. And I didn't. I didn't get any carrots until September. Wow, <laughs> that's not right. I don't know. I think the. I don't think they get enough light where I sowed them. That's my excuse.
3: Mind well, you, you were very dry this year, JB, as well. So they're that's not going to do very well in that. So yeah, that's true. I think um, last
0: year I sowed mine a little bit too early. One batch, I think, like say March, sometime in March, and they just didn't germinate, and then they went a bit scatty in the. Later sones kind of took over. So, but this year, JB, I used that and I've ordered some more again. I've ordered uh, there the was tape. a the tape, the seed tape. The seed yeah. tape. Honestly, I'd um, I got an email from Premier Seeds Direct having a special on. There was about eight, I think, different varieties of vegetables that they do with the seed tape, and I thought, you know what, I'm just cutting out them. You know what I mean? Cutting out all this kind of what he does, the old fella, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Just cutting all that nonsense out and just kind of getting some... Nonsense. Natural... <laughs> and actually, the vine this year came up great, do you know what I mean? It's lovely, to be honest. So, But no one's heard of any kanga because of the wet weather? Is that... Um... No.
2: No. Audrey, do you... I have...
3: don't
2: know it. Oh, Snips Audrey, is that something you grew or? Well, I have not... But I think I might try some next year. Uh, And here's why. I've watched some, uh, I I generally watch UK gardeners most of the time. And I've seen some where they drill holes and fill it with sand. And then uh, that's what they grow the parsnips in. And that's just a whole lot. I I just want to plant them (laughs) in let them grow. I mean, I, I grow in really nice uh, raised beds. So I don't think it should be a problem. So I'm going to try them next year. Uh, Cause we love parsnips here. Uh, but it just looked like way too much effort. And then Tony, I saw you just chuck them in the ground.
0: Yes. Uh, so, I was Funny, enough, Audrey, I was going to say that I would like, I've seen that and I thought that would actually make a nice video of doing it. And I would work it out. And, but then it's exactly what you see. I was like, Oh, I couldn't be here. I couldn't bother. No. Do
2: you know I mean? And I don't mind doing special prep for certain things, mm-hmm. but that just looked insane to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can think buy it's kind organic of, organic I think it's stemmed. Parsnips. Sorry, Audrey, I'm, I'm jumping over you. I can buy organic parsnips for a reasonable amount of money. So mm-hmm. that just seemed like crazy work to get that. I think it's gold. probably
0: stemmed from like show carrots over here in, in the UK. Mm. You know, you've you got your annual kind of, Vegetable and flower shows, and to and they do I mind mean, it'll come out pristine, perfect. Right. Do you know what I mean? And but, like you say, you, you've got to be dedicated and not for oh, just it, like an average crop of carrots, you know, what right? I
2: mean? Right, right. So that's why I've kind of shied away from parsnips, mm-hmm. but I'll just of, put
0: uh, mine all the time, just in the ground. Do you know what I mean? In a well, raised bed, I'm, do you know what I mean? Like,
2: well, I'm with you, JB. I will grow some next year. Now, I have heard you should buy your seed every year. Mm. Like this is one of those seeds that doesn't do well going year to year. So I'm going to wait until the next calendar year and buy some parsnip seeds.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Sounds like a parsnip club. Yes,
0: parsnip.
2: Or do you have have a parsnip contest?
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Hey, there we go. There we go.
3: Audrey, have I'll you... have to look them up, actually, because I, I don't really know what causes canker on parsnips, I must admit, so I'll have to go and look that up, I think. I've no idea.
0: What was going to ask you, I was Audrey, I was going to ask you something there, but I was so rudely interrupted, I just went... <laughs> I know, your show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Audrey, what,
0: have, have you grown parsnips before? That's what I was going to ask you. Have you actually physically grown parsnips before? Have you had a parsnip?
2: I love I love parsnips. Right, there we go. So I, I'm an avid purchaser of parsnips. Right. I am not sure that I've grown them before just because of all the hoo ha I've seen going on <laughs> on how to you know, really I, I'm never gonna drill out holes and put tubes down and fill it with sand and so I've just oh. avoided them.
0: Actually though, Audrey, what you could do is do what we should do is do one put one down a tube. You know, I drill a hole, put one in, and then the rest just like, and just see which you know, if you get just as good from your your bed, you know, like you kind of. Well,
2: I will if you will.
0: It's like skinny dipping. I'll go if you go. <laughs> <laughs> what was that going to? Oh, that going back to me holidays there. We've just there's loads of like Christmas over in Windmill you now. Christmas sandwiches. You know, kind of, you get like a Christmas meal in a sandwich, and my friend Darren had one this today, and it was oh man, it was like turkey, like a big burger of like stuffing, and then chopped up finely, garnished like fried Brussels sprouts with like a green. (laughs) She's like looking, I was like oh, so (laughs) just once, I haven't had my tea, can you see? I'm just talking about kind of tea there, right? I say what I've got a. We're coming into December there now. And I was going to just get your, your your kind of thoughts on, the, because I think it's the 21st of December, the longest day. And for me, that is always like, once I get, and it's even for just like mental state as well. Once I get past yeah. the 21st of December, then I'm kind of, it's downhill and, you know what I mean? Kind of things are kind of starting, you know what I mean? And I know, I think me and Steve are going to do like a boxing day, sewing stuff or talking about sewn stuff but anybody got any thoughts on like is it for you the same like get over the 21st of december and the days yeah. are getting and every minute i look you know for the first week or two oh little lost of, you know it's getting a little bit longer days are getting a bit longer jb you're yeah. nodding there is that exactly I, what
1: yeah <laughs> i'm nodding furiously <laughs> is um this year especially just you know i've had a lot going on and the the, the darkness is like oppressive <laughs> at the moment it's already we've still got a few weeks to go but i'm i'm just really really looking forward to stuff. the stuff the day's getting longer because um yeah you have to change your whole you know if you're working full time you have to change you, you have to restructure everything um to be able to get to the plot um yeah because it's yeah. dark at four o'clock <laughs> you know like it's dark yeah. at half three sometimes so um yeah it's just it it's it's just really difficult, and I can't well, wait. I
0: It's can't funny, wait like, it, like Sophie mentioned that as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of, it's just it's stop. The evening gone, and stop. Yeah. And maybe for the you know the, the ones that have crossed the finishing line, where you know what I mean, like <laughs> still kind of get a few hours in the morning there, early morning. But it's for me that kind of hitting that twenty first just feels like right. We're over the hump. It's all going... You know I mean, or is that something similar in in the in de- frozen Detroit?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, days get uh, longer, but for me, that's almost always felt like the beginning of the gardening season, like the next season has started.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Even though our garlic went in in October, November, whenever it did, uh, but this really feels like the beginning to me. So, yeah, and it's hopeful. It's like, yes, there will be light again. There will be sun again. Mm. Uh, the grass will be green again. Things will grow outside again. Yeah. yeah. No, I, mm. I find it like as good as Christmas Day to me.
0: Is it as good as well, though, Or for your for you kind of men? I'm not saying like, you know, we, we suffer from like, say, sad, you know, that seasonal. But is it good for your man, mental state to kind of cross that line? Is that
2: like some sort of imaginary yes, line? I can look <laughs> every night starting less early. Like okay, we're going to get three more minutes <coughs> today than we had yesterday, or six more minutes—I forget what it is—but yes, oh, yeah. Because to me, oh, it's the hope that we're going to have the longest day again soon.
0: I think it must be the same for all gardeners. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh, yeah. Kind of, you know, can I see Steve? Steve, is, it, is that? I guess it's the same for you, is it? I mean, I know we're we kind of cheated a little bit because we're, especially me now, is it's all new for us, like going, you know, retirement. You know so, I guess someone who's been there, uh, you know, at the retirement party for a, a number of years. Do you know,
3: <laughs> is it still, yeah? Well, it is the same for me. I mean, I monitor the months as they go by, uh, and I'm counting my blessings each month because I know that a day in February is going to be an hour and a half longer than a day in January, so. I can measure by what I sow that month due to the available light as well. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to monitor those sort of things and keep abreast and plan your sowing and, and your growing around it. But does it start?
0: Does it start on that twenty-first? Because for me, it's like it's a, it's almost like a, like oh, a yeah. physical doorway walking through. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean,
3: mm-hmm. every day now we're losing a, a minute or two's uh, daylight every every day at the moment, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. in a, in a couple of weeks' time we're getting it back. Uh-huh. That's brilliant.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah. Definitely.
3: Definitely. So it's all milestones all along the way. And, you know, that's the first one. And then for me, as you know, it's Boxing Day with sewing. And then getting into January, you get your greenhouse sorted and you start to sew on heat again. Um, then, you know, the months are getting longer. And then we get the hour back when we go into British summertime. It's all plus, 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 plus all the way.
0: Well, that's actually, you know, like one of the main things I wanted to kind of c- carry on doing this. I didn't want to be like Gardener's World and just stop the potty show, you know what I mean, end of mm. September and then bring it back in the end of like, yeah. March kind of thing. Just to kind of keep it all, you know, it's not long. You know what I mean? If we just stick together,
2: it's not long. It's yeah. not long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, think about how fast our growing season goes.
0: Oh yeah, like, uh-huh.
2: yeah. We just planted, and oh, here we are packing up for winter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I feel like these few months are going to go like what happened to these last few months. Exactly. So yeah, no, I love that we're just keep on plugging on with this. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you have to.
0: We have now. This is a nice question. Um, Alan Sandom is asking. Let me just get Alan. If I can just click in there. Come on. Oh, yeah, I'm fighting it with you, lad. There we go. Is it normal for broccoli to sprout from the roots after cutting the heads off for the kitchen? JB,
1: have you got any thoughts on that? Would that happen to you, sir? I'm trying to think what that... Does that mean... Do, do they mean that there are new shoots coming out of the ground from the from the roots? Well, I or think it's like you chop the head off.
0: Cut. I think you chop the head off, you know, like the leaves. Yeah. Yes, you know, you do get your kind of... Always, like, leave your plant in the ground, you know what I mean? Because mm. you're going to get, like, mini florets almost, you know what I mean? That's my case, you know what I mean? That, I, I think that's what... Um,
1: yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, and that I is would... normal, isn't it, with, with broccoli mm. and most of your brassicas, if you, if you cut them, they will continue to kind of reshoot. I've never grown Calabrese, but doesn't it... Um, can't doesn't calabrese kind of if when you do take that main head turn into a little bit more like sprouting broccoli yes we get multiple yeah. smaller heads that you can then yeah. take um so yeah i think that is normal isn't it so uh,
0: saying that then jb will we be growing calabrese next year if you get away some of your paths
1: no i hate it <laughs> oh, oh you forgot yes that's remember? right oh, do you remember yeah. a broccoli broccoli um <laughs> Calabrese ooh, and colleagues. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's been that long since you've been on. I forgot all of that. <laughs> <aspects>. know,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> You're the one person <laughs> that shouldn't have went there with that question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love the sprouting broccoli, but um, yeah, not the big, not the big heads. Yes, yes.
0: Steve,
3: any thoughts for Alan? Anything he can do, or you know? I've never really noticed them sprouting from the bottom of the plants, but that mm. could be just because it's been so mild recently that it, it could be doing that as as part of that. I don't know. But normally when you you know, you know take a, a head of Calabrese off and you're left with a stem, you just split it with a, a knife, you cut it into quarters, that peels apart, and then each one will grow another tiny head like a sprouting broccoli. Mm-hmm. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that I've ever noticed them at the base, to be honest.
0: It's probably, I think the islands probably mean the, the way we normally do it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think. I've just... That has been
3: so mild and, the, and plants have been growing so wacky this year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. My sprouts got hammered by caterpillars late on. and By all reason, they should be in the compost heap, but they're there growing and they've got sprouts on, which has just blown me away. Mm-hmm. They were hammered, left them to dead.
0: I have just noticed the time. We are at the top of the hour. Unfortunately, this fantastic show is coming to a a close. So it is the tips of the week. Now let me go straight to Audrey. (laughs) Yes, there we go. Tip of the week, Audrey.
2: Okay, my tip of the week is about the mental health of the garden. Because uh, even if we still can grow things, and I know a lot of you can, um, it, we garden differently even in these other months, right? It's not like the lush, sunny place that it was uh, in the summer. But I still think we need to protect what mental health we get from the garden. And I get a lot of mental health from the garden. Like it, it really kind of keeps me sane. So I think we need to think about what we are going to do since we don't have this lush, fabulous garden to go into and get lost in for hours. uh, What are we gonna do this winter to protect our mental health? So I'm just gonna suggest, uh, look at those pictures that you've taken of your garden over the summer. Look at garden videos from May, June, and July. Uh, Look at garden catalogs and dream about what your garden could be. Take long walks. Even if it's gray outside, take a walk, be outside, look at nature. Uh, We all need that. Uh, And even if we don't know that the garden gives us great mental health, it really does because we're out in nature and we're connecting with the planet. So I say that and get yourself a sad uh, light if you need one. I have one. I love it Uh, because we're gray from... Sometime in November till about March. So I need some, uh, you know, help yourself, even though what what might have been your sanctuary is not your sanctuary right now.
0: Audrey, do you find the, the actual. Oh, no. oh, no. There we go, there we go. Thank you. Actually, what I'm going to. Why don't you have both, Audrey? Have both.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay wow my head's gonna get twice as there big Or did you um find that light works here's here's the thing i find it's like an argument from the negative like i i don't know if it does but once i got it i was like well i'm not gonna not have it because at least that's providing me with some uh, artificial sunlight
3: mm-hmm.
2: because if I look outside it's just gray and blah mm-hmm. and I mean it just affects your mental spirit uh, so at least I can have this bright light that reminds me that yeah there is sun and it will come back out yes uh, and I try to do things all the time just to keep my my head together during this really dark season that i think most of us go through
0: oh i know yeah yeah well it's funny when that you're saying really that is. audrey as, as well even doing a video out you know getting outside and you know appreciate it but come back and like yeah. realizing i've got to like bump up the color you know the brightness because the video right. is so yeah. dark and Great. dismal looking you know what i mean it's kind of yeah so maybe
2: i should put out that tomato picking video now <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's better timing than
3: i thought so yeah Stephen, okay. have have you got a tip of the week, sir? Well, it, it kind of verges onto what Audrey was just saying about looking back on pictures of your garden. Now is a good time to be thinking about what worked and what didn't work for you this summer, uh, this growing season. And if you can, try to work out why, and then you can it'll just help with your planning for next year. Planning is such a big subject, but looking back at what you've done and learning from it is more important than what you're going to do next year. So just have a little look back while it's still fresh in your mind and, and see what changes you can make to make things a little bit better for next year.
0: Oh, there we go. I some lovely kind of tips there. I just, I just hope JB's going to you know, not let the side down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mine is a really simple one. And once again, it, it kind of ties in with what Audrey is saying. Um, And it's the most it's this is a really stupid tip, but it's something that I've started doing recently, which 99 percent of people watching will already do. But it's it's hot drinks. (laughs) I finally bought a thermos. I didn't own a thermos. Um, I finally bought a thermos and actually started making myself a flask of tea to take to the allotment um, for whenever it was, you know, chilly and I was going to be working. And I cannot believe what a massive difference it has made yes. it's so it's such a small thing but um, it just gives you this kind of this moment where you get to just rest and enjoy your cup of tea at the pot so yes. that's I say it but it may, it just it, it just when you're at the plot a lot of the time it's kind of go 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 you know you're always thinking about the next job the next thing I, I am anyway I, I very rarely stop and actually get to take a breath. Um, yeah. And this time of year, being able to stop with your flask is just like amazing. It's really, really good. And today, what I did because I've not been having a good time recently, um, I've not been to the plot for for like weeks, really. Um, and I just went down. I took a flask and I just sat on the plot, enjoyed my tea, kind of looked around, and just took a moment tried not to get overwhelmed thinking about all the stuff that needed to be done and just, you know, tried to ground myself and enjoy it a bit. So I think that's a great thing that you can do over winter. Um, yes, and if definitely. you are in it, if you're in a pretty good place, you will find things to do as well. Um, and you will probably have a very good time doing it.
0: So that's what I, I know. We're kind of talking about these tips, but that's, it's such a simple one, JB, and I don't do it, but I know exactly what you mean there. And it's almost made us now think, because I'm about 500 yards from the allotment. So, yeah. you know, I kind of... But just to, the the taste of tea is amazing anyways. You know, you know I like coffee, but to, I love tea yeah. as well. But to sit there and just go enjoy the moment of
3: drinking the tea, it's almost you've a kind of... Like, you've got to. Uh-huh. You've got to. Yeah. I take a flask of coffee with me every day, and most days I bring half of it back and drink it when I'm at home. But just to take five minutes out, sit down... And you can just look around your garden rather than running from this bed to that bed or from here to the compost heap. You're actually just sitting down for, because t- you've got a drink in your hands, you just sat yeah. down and looking. Mm-hmm. And that is so mm-hmm. important to do. There's a- <laughs> JB's bang on with that tip. Bang on.
0: Oh, I hate bloody much. hell. I'm <laughs> giving it to everybody here, you know what I mean? Bloody hell. Well, listen, honestly, I've really enjoyed this show. Man, have I enjoyed this show. It's like, this is like, it's sitting it. down with the cup of tea. This is exactly what yeah, this is yeah. for me. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is my cup of tea now, yeah. talking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, Although there's not much garden, at least we're kind of keeping this garden kind of feeling going. Do you know what I mean? It's just fantastic. Stephen, JB, Audrey, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank everybody, you, Everybody, everybody who's watching and who will watch, thank you. We will see you
3: next week.
2: Have a great week,
3: everyone. Take good care. Cheers, everyone. Look after yourselves. Bye. Bye.